Hello and welcome. I am Rasmus Soymark. I am the CEO and founder of SBC and your host of the Double Espresso Show. Today, it's my pleasure to bring you episode number three, which is about the future of payments in North America. For the new viewers and listeners of the show, I can briefly mention that the Double Espresso Show is focusing on expert advice and key information from leading industry experts in an interview with me, Espresso Chair. Now, <clears throat> in the virtual studio today, I have the luxury of sharing three double espressos with industry experts who are uniquely positioned to provide uh, insight on the growth and future of payments within the US sports betting and iGaming industry. Now, guest number one is Lorenzo Pellegrino, the CEO of Skrill, Netella, and Income Access, which is part of the PaySafe Group. The second guest is Phil Fayer, who is the CEO and founder of Nuway. And the third guest is Joe Pepano, who is the CEO of Sightline. Now, all the guests today and the companies serve the online gaming segment in North America, including both sports betting and iGaming. Now, this is expected to build from a $3 billion total revenue market to over $22 billion in the next five years. Crazy. In addition to this, there is the wider land-based gaming industry opportunity with around 90 billion revenue market there, serving over 100 million customers annually. We're talking big numbers here. Wow, this is uh, this is this is huge. So, um, quickly about PaySafe, Newway, and Sideline before we start the interviews with our guests. I will say that PaySafe Group is a leading specialized payments platform. Its core purpose is to enable businesses and consumers to connect and transact seamlessly through industry-leading capabilities in payment processing, digital wallet, and online cash solutions, that is. PaySafe had an annual transaction volume of $92 billion in 2020, 3,400 employees located in over 12 global locations, 70 payment types in over 40 currencies around the world, recently launched crypto offering in the US with Coinbase, and let's not forget about the very recent billion dollar IPO, which we'll talk about today. Then we have Nuway. Nuway is a global payment technology company with a proprietary platform that offers direct connections to all major payment card schemes in over 200 markets worldwide, supports 455 local and alternative payment methods, nearly 150 currencies and 40 cryptocurrencies. Oh, that, that, that is a lot. And according to Nuway, their purpose is to make the world a local marketplace. Adding to this, Nuway closed the largest tech IPO ever in Canada in September 2020 and raised a staggering $805 million in gross proceeds. And very recently, on 16th of April, yes, just a week ago, Nuway entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Misuma, the US-focused gaming and sports wagering payment technology provider, for approximately $56 million plus additional consideration. A lot of interesting stuff in Nuway, huh? Looking forward to discussing this today. Then we have Sideline. Sideline is enabling the next generation of cashless, mobile and omnichannel payment solutions for the iGaming, lottery, sports betting, entertainment, and the hospitality industries. The company has more than 1.5 million Play Plus accounts across its current portfolio of more than 70 programs in 39 states. Just for your information, uh, Play Plus uh, is Sideline's flagship solution for seamless and secure pay and play. 
Sideline very recently announced a $100 million in funding to empower the digital transformation of the consumer experience and transform consumers' funding options within the sports betting and iGaming industries. The investment was led by Ken A. Holdings and William P. Foley II, who was also recently appointed the chairman of no other than PaySet. That we'll be discussing today as well. So now, enough uh, from me. Let's turn to our guests. Great to see you again, Lorenzo, and welcome to the Double Espresso Show today to discuss the future of payments in North America. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Rasmus, and uh, thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Active days on my side, but uh, we, are, uh, we are extremely happy with uh, what's going on these days. Of course, I see a lot on social media posting all the time. I mean, uh, looks, uh, it looks great, but let's discuss some of this uh, today. So let's go to question number one. I would like to ask you if you can tell me about your work with Squirrel and Nutella and actually also about the recent uh, PaySafe IPO. So, well, first of all, I believe that we met last time in uh, London. That was probably more than 10 years ago. We were in a very tiny restaurant in uh, Old Street. Uh, and, um, and actually, the discussions that we had that day was around the future of Skrill. So 10 years after now, we are uh, seeing each other here again, and you're asking me what's going on <laughs> on your side. And, uh, well, I, mu- I must admit that many things changed uh, over, the last, uh, over the last 10 years or more. Um, we are today with Skrill and Neteller, probably the second largest uh, digital wallet worldwide. And uh, we are operating in 120 markets. Uh, we offer our merchants and consumers more than uh, 70 uh, payment methods. And uh, we have millions and millions of users that are uh, utilizing our service on a monthly basis. So uh, the, the business has, has been growing quite significantly. Last year, uh, uh, 20 million, 20, sorry, $20 billion dollars. Uh, in volume, uh, we generated $395 million in revenue. So again, we were very pleased with, uh, with the results. Despite obviously very difficult times, uh, everyone individually is actually going through uh, these days. Uh, I would say, I mean, by looking back, I would say that the three big milestones for, uh, for this business uh, were uh, the acquisition of Skrill back in 2015 by Neteller. That was actually a great move because we managed to decrease uh, um, our, um, our cost. Uh, we didn't actually jeopardize or cannibalize our, uh, our business on Neteller because Neteller was mainly focused on emerging markets. Skrill was uh, mainly focused uh, on the growth in uh, uh, Europe. And, um, and it was great because we managed again to save uh, uh, or to reduce cost from an FTE and non-FTE perspective, especially when it comes to marketing. We didn't have to fight against each other anymore, right? So also from a pricing perspective, we could do whatever we wanted. The second big uh, milestone, I would say, was uh, actually happened last year. Uh, was a very large project that internally we called uh, Skrill Teller. And we decided to uh, combine the two platforms. And, um, and by doing that, obviously, today we have uh, alleviated the pain to integrate things twice, uh, anytime we want to launch a new feature uh, or a new product uh, on our side. It lasted probably more than 12 months, but again, the outcome was extremely positive uh, and we are very pleased where, uh, with uh, where we are today. And then the last, the last but not the least, uh, as you mentioned before, uh, 
We went public uh, on the 31st of March. Uh, Pace have completed the merger with uh, Bill Foley's uh, SPAC. And uh, well, it's probably one of the biggest milestones ever for, uh, for PACEF. Uh, we are extremely pleased and actually privileged and honored to have Bill Foley in our board now, sitting next to uh, CVC Partners and, and Blackstone. And obviously, their presence is going to accelerate the growth uh, in many markets. And obviously, it's going to accelerate the growth also um, with the launch of new products uh, uh, that um, we are looking at at the moment. So many things are happening. I'm uh, very excited about the, the future. It's just a new chapter, a little bit more pressure. But again, we are ready for that. And uh, the opportunities are endless on our side. So very Knowing happy. you, you welcome pressure, my friend. So that, that's, all, yes. that's all good, man. <laughs> That's very impressive, man. And um, <clears throat> funny you mentioned about this this time we met in London. I actually had it sort of a, a note of 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 me to uh, to bring up at the end of this uh, this 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 conversation. Yeah, there you go. So now you you beat me to it. Uh, but let, let's uh, let's move forward. Um, let's jump to question number two. Uh, and I would like to ask you about uh, the recent expansion of your crypto offering to the U.S. with Coinbase. Can you tell me more about this partnership and what it means for Skrill account holders and your view on crypto in, in, in general? Yeah, well, thanks for the question because you are actually giving me the opportunity to explain, uh, first of all, why we decided to make this move into crypto and uh, how we actually made it. So um, we are a consumer business and we usually <laughs> listen to our consumers. Um, our consumer base was constantly asking uh, uh, our employees to actually integrate or at least add uh, cryptocurrencies uh, on our side. We didn't want to start from scratch. Uh, we didn't want actually to get a, a crypto exchange uh, a license because we probably wanted to test it the waters uh, first. So we decided to establish this relationship with Coinbase. Obviously, Coinbase is probably number one player in this industry, they also went public actually a few days ago. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's great all company. happening. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> it's happening. all happening. Great company. We have a great relationship with them. And we started actually from uh, Europe uh, and actually not just Europe because we went live with, uh, with this new service uh, in, uh, in 100 markets. Um, but again, um, I just didn't want to compete with crypto exchanges that are, uh, to me, very complicated sometimes. I mean, from a user experience perspective. And this is exactly the topic or uh, the discussion that we had internally. We gather around the table and we say, do we really want to have uh, consumers getting lost because they don't actually know where to click, how to buy and sell cryptocurrencies? This was my personal experience because I was really interested in crypto. But at the end of the day, I didn't really know how to set up a new account uh, with a new company, what documents I had to provide right away. And again, the user experience was pretty cumbersome. So. Um, the idea was to create a very, very simple uh, and straightforward user, uh, user experience, and that's exactly what we did. So today, literally, with two clicks, you can register a Skrill account, and you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies. We are just a white-label solution of Coinbase. So basically, consumers don't even know that the minute they are buying or selling on Skrill, they're actually doing that on Coinbase. Uh, but the beauty of that is that once they do that, they can also do many other things with, with Skrill. Uh, as you know, they can send money to gambling operators or to e-commerce operators. They can also send money to friends and family utilizing our Skrill money transfer service, or they can request a prepaid card in Europe and in the US so they can spend money wherever, wherever they want. So 
again, we started in Europe, and then, um, as you know, we uh, decided to extend the service uh, in uh, in the U.S. and we launched uh, the service in 37 states a uh, couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah, there was uh, lots of uh, lots of noise and rumors uh, uh, around there. Uh, we are very again pleased with the with the outcome. We just want to replicate what we did uh, in Europe, and we're going to offer obviously the service slowly but surely in the remaining markets or sorry states, better to say, where we are not present yet. What do I think about crypto? Well, on a personal level, uh, well, I believe that uh, it's a very risk, uh, high risk asset. I personally don't like, probably I shouldn't say that, but I personally don't like investing uh, on crypto because I don't like flying blind when it comes to, um, again, investments. Uh, where, I, where I don't see um, the reason why uh, there is a volatility behind, uh, again, the price of, uh, of a crypto asset. Uh, but that said, I mean, uh, I must admit that cryptocurrencies are becoming more and more popular. And as you know, there are big enterprises out there that are already offering crypto as a payment method. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, in the next couple of years, cryptocurrencies uh, are going to slowly but surely replace uh, fiat currencies and they are going to become even more popular. And of course, Skrill and NetTeller are going to facilitate this process, like probably PayPal and like many other uh, a digital wallet, just because, again, we are facilitating the access to these cryptocurrencies. We are making things simple for people out there. Absolutely. I mean, we, we're talking today as well with, with Phil from, from New Way, and he was on Bloomberg. I, I, I heard about him talking about cryptocurrency and NFTs and all this as well, right? And whereas you have Sideline, I think Joe Papano is, 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 is also not the biggest fan of crypto, at least what I hear. But we'll, we'll find out today, you know, and maybe we can, we can get the three of you together and actually talk as a panel instead of this being a little bit more uh, separate interviews um, to hear uh, your, your different stories. I know I appreciate that. And I think I, I, I do agree with you. I find it a bit hard to understand the whole world of crypto. And, and I think it just needs to come with more regulation before you really sort of see it go more mainstream so people can identify more with it. Whereas now it's very volatile. It's, 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 it's a little bit like a, it's, it's an investment opportunity. What, what exactly, you know, this is where it's a bit complicated, I think. And so, what you guys are doing seems to uh, to make very good sense um, to bring it into the US via Squirrel. Um, but let, let's uh, we're already talking here. That's what I said. Time time flies, man. When you when you're having fun. Uh, so let's go to uh, question number three. Um, I would love if you can tell me a bit more about uh, the importance of cashless uh, and what this has meant uh, for your digital offering. Yeah, so, well, I, I personally would... I know it's a wide term, of course. Yeah, but, no, that, that, that's uh... true. I mean, I can probably share with you what we've seen on our side uh, over the last 12 months. Very interesting, actually, uh, data that I actually came across uh, last week as well. So, first of all, I, I would be extremely happy if uh, cashless uh, or digital solutions uh, replace uh, uh, cash in, in the near future. Personally, I don't think this is going to happen. Listen, I, haven't, I haven't touched cash for a year now. After the, the COVID, you know, really? it's well, that, that's interesting. interesting, but there, there that's, you go. That's yeah. interesting. So, that's very interesting. So, but again, uh, um, unfortunately, me and you don't represent uh, a large chunk of the population. Um, and, uh, and I believe that it's going to probably take uh, many, many, many years uh, because in some markets, cash uh, is still the king. And, uh, and especially in emerging markets uh, and also in markets like in the US where you have lots of immigrants that are, actually they don't even have a bank account. So it's for them, uh, it's extremely difficult to move uh, from, from cash to a digital solution. Um, 
I've seen, again, as I said uh, recently, some stats showing that 55% of the North Americans would be extremely disappointed if they didn't have access to cash on a daily basis. But it's also true, on the other hand, that 33% of these consumers are actually using uh, digital solutions as well. So we are start seeing uh, uh, some sort of shift uh, from cash to cashless uh, um, solutions. So on our side, on our side was very interesting, especially when it comes to gambling. It was very interesting to see what happened last year. Obviously, football uh, was, uh, uh, I mean, games uh, were not played for a long time last year. So we clearly saw a drop uh, in volumes uh, when it comes to uh, sports betting activities. But it's also true on the other side that casinos uh, and online poker activities went up like, uh, I mean, very significantly. So they actually offset the, I would say, the loss that we have seen with sports betting. And on the top of that, we have seen as well uh, in, uh, in the retail verticals, uh, core retail verticals, actually an increase. 54% yeah. of our consumer started to spend more money and actually started to transact even more on our side. That was actually uh, very good to see on, on our side. So again, as I said, Cash is still probably going to be the king for a long time, but slowly but surely, I see solutions like PayPal, uh, Skrill, Neteller, Alipay uh, getting more and more traction uh, uh, in every single market. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, and also if you look at the, 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 the North American market, which you know I would like to go into now with my, my fourth and last question, what role do you see PaySafe playing in the future of payments or in the future of the payments industry in North America? Sure. So again, gambling has been the, the bread and butter business uh, um, at PaySafe for many years. Uh, we have so much experience uh, in Europe and also back in the days, as you may recall, in the US when we were, we were running uh, Netella, uh, which was a very, very popular brand uh, in, in the industry. I would say that expanding our business uh, into the iGaming vertical in the US is actually, I would say that is the most, uh, by far, the most important priority. So we are very privileged to have already a gateway in the US uh, that uh, is uh, offering uh, many type of payments, including obviously Skrill, to at least uh, 70, 75 of the operators uh, in the US. So we are already processing payments for, uh, for most of them. Uh, Skrill is taking off the ground. And I'm, uh, and I'm very happy to see actually that more and more operators are actually adopting our solution. So from a merchant adoption, I'm extremely pleased with, uh, with the situation. We are still growing and we need to do that uh, obviously faster. We still need to grow with uh, the number of consumers that are using our solution. Um, you know what is the most important uh, challenge that uh, operators are facing and payment providers are facing actually in the US is approval rate, especially when it comes to credit card. But the beauty of Skrill, which is our flagship product, uh, is that we are offering alternative payment methods. And uh, I'm actually pleased to announce here now that we are about to launch in just a matter of uh, four, five, six days, um, our instant ACH solution uh, that we built uh, in-house that is actually allowing consumers to upload large amount of funds during the weekend as well. So that, again, we can increase acceptance rate on our side we are moving or migrating credit card uh, users to instant ACH users. And obviously, we are allowing merchants to receive money as well during the, during the weekend. And obviously, we are absorbing the risk on our side because we are able to tweak uh, actually the rules uh, on our side. So high limits, uh, um, 
uh, in terms of uh, uh, rules related to velocity, we are allowing uh, consumers to uh, make more transactions uh, on a daily basis. So it's going to be a very slick product. And, uh, and we have already discussed, obviously, with some of the operators, the new product announcements, and they are very excited. So I believe that uh, these changes uh, are going to actually increase quite significantly our presence and our customer base in, in the U.S. Let's not forget that uh, in addition to that, we are offering uh, a solutions like our prepaid card in the U.S., which is allowing consumers to have access to their funds when they actually win money. And, uh, and obviously, as I said before, we have our crypto service, our send money transfer service. So again, we are building an ecosystem, uh, and this is actually our main uh, uh, strategy, uh, that uh, would allow consumers to avoid setting up accounts with Coinbase, with PayPal, uh, with uh, Revolut, uh, uh, or, uh, or uh, with, uh, with uh, Robinhood, just because they can do everything under one umbrella, which is the screen umbrella. Um, again, we're going to play a very important role in the iGaming uh, vertical. This is our main focus right now. I mean, as I pointed out in my 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 uh, my intro to the show, I mean, you're looking at a talking about a three billion dollar market, right? That is looking to grow uh, above twenty million in in the next five years, and that's just uh, we, we're looking sports betting and iGaming. If you look at how you also uh, find a way into the retail, the land-based gaming. I mean, we're talking about more than 100 million totally, right? So huge market, great opportunities. And uh, the industry is obviously regulating and legislation passed at a much faster rate with, with apparently with, with COVID. Uh, states are seeing the opportunity around gambling, uh, sports betting and iGaming. So it's very exciting times. And you guys uh, with your IPO and everything else going on, I mean, it's uh, hats off. You guys are doing an amazing job. Yeah, no, I, I, I can tell you, we are, we are extremely excited. And by the way, we are going to partner up most likely with solutions like Sideline. Uh, you know me very well for a long time. There are no enemies in this industry. They are just all friends. So we can actually help each other to grow into this vertical even faster if we cooperate. So we are definitely looking at having Skrill more into brick and mortar. Uh, so on the, on the casinos floors. And uh, why not doing that uh, through partnerships like uh, Sideline? We have a great relationship with them. Why not? Great guys as well. <clears throat> Love those guys. Amazing guys. And 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 I I guess my last quick question here is: Are we going to see uh, Skrill PaySafe continuing with amazing sponsorships as you guys are doing <laughs> in Europe? Is that going to happen in the US as well? Or? Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, so as you know, we're sponsoring AC Milan. Uh, it's a four years contract, uh, and uh, and since last week, actually. Paolo Di Bala is our uh, ambassador and is promoting Less our... Less important than AC Milan. Less important than AC Milan. <laughs> Less important for you, more important for me, because as you know, I'm a big Juventus supporter. Yeah. But uh, definitely we are exploring... Oh, and by the way, let's not forget that we are also sponsoring Leeds United in the Premier League. Um, so yes, we are, we are definitely considering some opportunities in the US. Uh, as a matter of fact, actually, we have already two ambassadors. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, confidential information, but uh, one of them is actually filming the TV spot uh, right now uh, as we speak in Mexico City. And uh, we're going to have uh, also a basketball player actually promoting our screen service uh, in the U.S. very soon. So, yes, absolutely. And uh, we are looking actually at sponsorships with uh, uh, NBA or NFL teams. I mean, the, the opportunities are endless. We just need to have a budget. <laughs> no, that, that's amazing. Listen. You know, we're doing a lot on the events and media side in the U.S., so we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll talk about how we can do something around this. Uh, amazing. 
Listen, Lorenzo, we already talked for almost uh, 20 minutes now, so I think we uh, we have to to cut it short now. But uh, if you have something very quick you want to add, uh, I'll give you the chance. Well, no, I'm looking forward to actually the, the next uh, the next call or the next meeting. Hopefully it's not going to be uh, in, in 10 years' time. And uh, again, thank you very much for your time, Rasmus. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, always. Likewise, and hopefully I can get you, Phil, and uh, Joe on a panel after, and we can we can we can share joint point of views uh, as, as well. Thanks, Lorenzo. Good to talk to you again, Thank my you. friend. Hello, Phil, and welcome to the Double Espresso Show. Thank you for having me. Well, it's my pleasure, and um, we're here today to talk about the future of payments in North America. And just before we get started with all these very interesting questions, um, I would like to ask how you are, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and looking forward to it. Absolutely. Listen, we, uh, we have four uh, very key questions and there might be more popping up uh, during our conversation. So let's get uh, right on with it. And uh, I would like to start with question number one, which is uh, about New Way closing the largest tech IPO ever in Canada in September 2020 and raised a staggering $805 million in gross proceeds. Man, huge congratulations on that. that that's, yeah. that's amazing. I mean, Thank wow. you. You know, that crown was short-lived. Someone picked that up. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but can you tell me about New Way uh, and the exceptional growth the company has seen under your leadership? And we are touching base on it, but maybe also address a bit about the recent uh, agreement to, uh, to acquire uh, Masuma. Yeah, sure. Great question. You know, Nuve is all about making the world a local marketplace, helping our customers connect with their customers, helping our customers transact with their customers. So when you think about Nuve, we provide the technology, the capability, you know, the relationships and the payment mediums to make commerce relevant in every market that our customers operate. in. So within a single integration to our platform, our customers can operate in almost 200 markets, 150 different currencies. We do local acquiring in 35 markets ourselves and growing you know, 455 different forms of alternative payment method. And recently we announced 40 cryptocurrencies. And it's all about helping when that customer is at the checkout page, right? When, when merchants have spent millions of dollars to bring the customer in, when he wants to buy whichever form or flavor that is relevant for him to both pay in and pay out, Nuve is a technology partner to drive that value to our customers. And and you mentioned a little bit Mazuma in the opening, you know, Mazuma is an yeah. alternative payment method that we're really excited about. Because when you think about what we're talking about today for gaming, you know, today we come for U.S. operators within, you know, our large stack of capabilities, our, our tremendous breadth of value added services. But more importantly, uh, we come in with a credit, debit and, you know, bank to bank payments, ACH payments, soon real time payments that really offer our merchants to accept the largest share of wallets, whichever way the consumer prefers to pay on a seamless basis. So we're really, really excited what's happening and, and how we're helping our customers grow. I mean, I um, I know you guys uh, from what I can 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 read and see. You guys are trying to make the world like uh, the global world like a, a local marketplace, which uh, is, is is very ambitious. But uh, we can talk more about that at the end uh, when we see what role you see New Way playing in 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 uh, the, the the North American market for for the years to come. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, let's continue on, and I'll ask you uh, question number two, which is uh, crypto is obviously uh, the buzzword. Yeah. It's been you know. Uh, just 
growing yeah. and growing. Uh, and uh, I'd like to uh, ask you about your view on crypto and the role it plays for both Way and uh, also for the gaming industry. Yeah, sure. Great question. You know, look, crypto is a fascinating topic, right? And and it's not just the U.S. gaming industry. It's really what crypto does around the world. But if you come back to our philosophy of making sure we enable our merchants to accept any form of payment, it's very logical that a few weeks ago we announced, you know, support of over 40 cryptocurrencies for the way in and the way out. For, for us, crypto has, you know, three key elements, right? First, accepting payments from customers if they so choose to pay with crypto. I think the second element is paying commissions, with crypto because they're in real time, right? The onboard, the on-ramping and off-ramping uh, from fiat to crypto and vice versa. And the third is merchant settlement, right? How do we drive faster merchant settlement, instant settlement around the world? And we think crypto is going to play a very important part to that. But what's really interesting about our business model is because we come with tech first, right? So we want to solve real world problems and we want to help our customers connect with their customers. And so we'll let the market drive how crypto you know, responds and what wallet share it takes. But for sure, when our merchants are using Nuve, they'll never have a payment you know, medium that's relevant for their customers, not available to them, fully integrated, you know, fully reconciled and neatly deposited in a single deposit so that they could really focus on what's important, their own customers. Yeah, no, that's, that's impressive. I mean, uh, do you hold any Bitcoin yourself or just out of curiosity? <laughs> I, you know, you're you're making uh, you're making me seem like a dinosaur here. I bought one coin, but uh, I, I've never been you know a huge speculator. I find it fascinating what's happening in in crypto as a whole. Um, it, to be fair, it is when we started this year, we we had multiple layers of innovation in our lab, and one of them was crypto. And and you know, how do we expand crypto? Where in the ecosystem can we play? And and it's something that we're learning all the time on. You know, really where. Where does it drive more value? You know, and we find that you know even things that we're seeing today and what we've announced today, you know, we have a really healthy roadmap, and and I think crypto is going to play a really important part uh, um, ultimately of commerce. How that goes, you know, it's it's still it's still unpacking itself, but we certainly think yeah. it's very very relevant. Of course, I mean we can return a bit more to this uh, at at the end when we discuss the the sort of wider wider industry and and the future of it. So. If if I am to ask you question number three here, which is uh, about New Way being a driver for cashless uh, payments in North America, um, can you describe how this works and what the benefits are? Yeah, you know, I, I think when you when you have to remember where Nuve came from, right? So from a, from a cashless perspective, is the only area that we focus. So Nuve has been a digital enabler. We focus on you know key verticals that have longevity tailwinds, right? They have they have real opportunity and they have the propensity to operate globally. And gaming is one of them. So really we started in online gaming, right? We started, you know, 14 years ago enabling the gaming market. We have grown to a really important player around the world. And naturally all of our customers are either thinking about or entering the US on a digital first basis. So we're not reinventing the wheel of saying, how do we go from the physical casino to, to amend our systems to go online? We're really coming with the best of read relevant technology for the online experience. And the online experience is very different than the offline experience. But ultimately, we end up providing the facility for those customers to seamlessly, seamlessly transact, consume and have the flexibility from a cash environment, which is going to really be cashless as time goes on. I think it's very interesting on the on 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 actually just uh, quickly on on the crypto as well uh, because I think uh, there, there was very different viewpoints. I think uh, Lorenzo wasn't. <clears throat> I mean, he 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 very much thinks much of the crypto, but he's not entirely sure yet with all the regulation, and all this. So I don't know 
we, we, we can come back to that um, as well. Let me just uh, quickly jump to number four. Uh, what role does Newway play in the future of payments in North America? You know, I, I think what's fun for us is uh, because we operate our proprietary technology, because our roadmap is driven by our customers, you know, specifically, we build, you know, meaningful and purpose-built technology so that our merchants could do more, focus on, you know, expanding their business and going from state to state and hopefully country to country. And, and we think that that innovation, you know, is driven by real needs, right? We're, we're not uh, we're not building stuff and then hoping to sell it. We're building things to resolve real issues. And that's been part of our success. And and ultimately, what we end up driving to is creating a technical relationship where we may not be in the flow of funds of technology only and growing our relationship with our customers. And so instead of pivoting out and saying, this is where it's going to be in five years, payment is evolving so fast. You know, we, we release features almost every two weeks at a time. And we think because of our flexibility, we'll always be market, we'll hope to always strive to be market leaders, you know, through both innovation, product features, and naturally helping our customers grow both within, you know, the borders of the United States and globally. Very interesting. I mean, I've, I've, I've had some of you guys are doing so many amazing things. And I, I like the way you're positioning this as, as in, you know, it's, it's about uh, developing the industry um, for, for the whole use of, of, of payments in general. And as we, we come back to, to making a global world or market more accessible locally, I mean, that's very interesting. I, I like that. Um, I would say if... Um, if you look at the market, I mean, you're looking at right now, obviously, the North American gaming market, we're looking at sports betting, iGaming, <clears throat> jointly around, let's say, a $3 billion uh, market, looking around uh, 22, I think, 22, 25 billion over the next five years. Mm. And if you add in the, um, the retail side, the land-based gaming, we're looking more than a $100, $100 billion market. So how, how do you see that connection in with, with your great work in the cashless space? And digital space into helping the land-based industry um, maybe let's say recover a bit more from 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 a tough year with COVID. Yeah, it, you know we think uh, from our perspective you have to have focus on delivering for your verticals if that makes sense, right? So you know folks have been running into gaming now thinking because it's a hot industry and it's in the news that they're going to enable gambling gaming and and gambling online and you know from our perspective we've been doing it for fourteen years. I think the requirements online are very different than the, the requirements in the physical casinos. I do believe, right, over time, a lot of these land-based casinos will try to have their own proprietary platforms for payments, right, their own internal wallets. So not only does it drive within the restaurants and the entertainment and other. So it'll be fascinating to watch. But to be fair, it's not our, it's not our area of focus. Our area's focus is really enabling the digital experience. You know, what we end up seeing is more states have accelerated their, their positioning and entering online obviously accelerated by the pandemic. And so we had states that we never thought were coming back to it. And really what we end up having is 75% soon of American you know, consumers will get to enjoy and participate should they, so they, should they so choose to do so online. And, and ultimately we'll probably see you know, the digital space take a significant wallet share from the card presence space. And it's going to happen like in everything else that we've seen, you know, be it 25% to start or 10% to start, but probably higher growth online than that what you see in uh, in the physical presence, but that's just my humble opinion. Ultimately, from our end, we're really focused on being the leaders on the digital experience and the digital enablement. So just um, if you if you don't mind me asking a, a, a couple of more questions here, I think- For sure. You guys, you guys uh, obviously a Canadian-based uh, company, um, you, you, you linked up recently uh, with the AGA and also the, the, the CGA, the Canadian Gaming Association. So 
these type of partnerships, how important are they to drive what you're seeing, a, a, a way of really developing a, and creating a much better sort of payment industry uh, for the consumers? I think it's very important, right? Like we, we want to have a leadership position. We want to make sure that people understand that, you know, for us, gaming is not a nice vertical. It is the vertical, right? We focus on very specific verticals. And, and while no vertical is more than 20% of our overall, our overall business, you know, we focus on six or seven verticals. So gaming is key for us. And, and for that, we want to have a position of leadership. We want to help our customers with best practices. We certainly want to have a voice. We want to be able to take our experiences from our, from our customers to others to help them and to help drive, you know, what I think is really exciting. Think about it, right? The largest TAM has now come online. All of Europe has come online in North America. Yeah. And it's just one of, right? We're talking a lot about North America, but LATAM is growing as well. You know, we have other markets as well that are around the world. And and certainly, you know, the US is is the best opportunity in a while that's happened for, you know, our gaming customers. And we want to make sure that we help them succeed at it. You know, we are focusing on sort of the future payments in, in, in North America, uh, obviously, but um, we are also talking sort of payments into the gaming space, right? And obviously right now I'm, I'm sitting in London based in sort of more the European side of the industry. Um, there's a lot about regulation over here, player protection, problem gambling and all of this. So if you were to, just before we round this conversation off, if, if I can ask you a bit about how do you see the role of, of sort of payments and the, the platform, the technology you guys are building, how strong is this in the whole sort of player protection uh, discussion? And how we ensure that we maybe start really working with it early on in, in the North American market so we don't have to deal with a lot of issues later on. The, the good news, right, is uh, we're, we're, we have a blueprint of what's happened in the past and how to launch appropriately, right? So states have done a lot of work on how to do just that. And I think ultimately the legal framework that we have is very positive. Um, I, you know, every industry at, at its infancy where we are today will have its growing pains. I suspect that will be an issue as well. The most important part is, you know, the, the ecosystem uses data to drive longevity and sustainability. And so use payment data, use historical data, use, you know, use what's ever available, you, you know, look at how we can build something that's for the future. The last thing anybody wants, and this is, we see this time and time again, right, is for bad actors to ruin it for the goods. So how do we protect the industry, protect the players, allow people that want to have a game once in a while to really enjoy it and, and not, not, not get, you know, either unfortunately change a regulation, which we've seen when, when it gets abused, or other where, where players unfortunately can't control themselves. How do we create an infrastructure that, that bodes well for the future? And I think that's exciting and we want to have a voice at the table for that. And certainly, you know, all, all players in the ecosystem have to participate. Absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, we, 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 um, we had a discussion on the previous uh, show, uh, the, uh, the previous episode where we talked about player protection. And the whole thing about how you take the industry towards responsible entertainment, something sustainable, without you know only thinking too much about the revenue side or, or the profit being the driver, right? Because let's be honest, I mean, um, the North American market is 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 at an early stage compared to where the European market um, is now, right? And there's a lot of issues being created by kind of shoving it under the carpet instead of trying to deal with and understand it. And how we create a more, as I said, more more sustainable, uh, strong industry that that takes everyone into consideration, right? One thing you've got to consider, right? And I think this is a real positive: is that you, you know regulation is driving out the gray market. So you know now we're being able to drive it forward, and I think with that we can do a lot of good 
and it's going to be fascinating how it develops, but you're absolutely right. We're at our infancy and, and, and it's our opportunity to do it right, to do it well, you know, and to build a long-term, not think short-term, but really think long-term. Listen, I, I would say though, I mean, if you look, if you look at some of the things uh, in, in Europe, the problem there is you're right. Regulation is driving, you know, a much better control with, and, and, and pushing away the, the sort of mm-hmm. the black, even the sort of part of the gray market, right? But what is also happening in Europe from time to time is you kind of forget about that and you think regulation changes suddenly to make gambling or say the betting and gaming industry look fairly bad. And mm-hmm. in, in that respect, you're kind of driving the traffic back to the black and gray market, which for some reason people don't Very seem to understand. So that is something you, you really want to avoid in the North American market, that you really understand the whole spectrum here, the whole way of things working together. And I think payments is certainly going to be a massive part of that because you're talking mm-hmm. about positive withdrawals, understanding the data, as you said, early on to sort of really put out a profile on each and every player and learn and build with that, you know? So um, 100%. I'm just saying the Europe side, what I've seen is <clears throat> there's, there's things to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, understand and, and, and to learn from as well and not push the whole, uh, you know, the whole player base back to you know what's fascinating though? Like I always find this really interesting when I'm in London is, um, you know, there's a, a Ladbrokes store at every corner, right? So it's it's embedded oh, in the yeah. fabric. It's embedded in the fabric, right? And in the in, in North America in particular, it's not there yet. So we we can embed this in the fabric of society and we can do it right. And I and I actually find it's um, it's incredibly exciting. But 100% agree with you. It's our time now, not not to drive regulation. You know that 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 becomes unattainable or or, or changes. You know. Yeah. with not with 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 incredible frequency and not much logic i think ultimately it's a fascinating time we should learn from other markets and 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 do the best we can with it certainly there'll be there'll be bumps down the road but so far i think the rollouts in the states have been very very positive absolutely i mean we also obviously seen with covid more things uh escalating legislation passed at a, at a faster rate um i mm. mean when passport was repealed we uh, we launched our first events in the us in in in, in 2019 and and every, every since then everything has just been you know growing it's 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 crazy i mean i, I was in i was in vegas in in 2006 uh, i think when uh, uigea was passed and it was like no one was showing up because the whole yeah, landscape of the US uh, <laughs> yeah. betting game was changing, you know? So now it's, it's all back. It's great, you know? So, uh, but yeah. Listen, Phil, before we, 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 we close this off, we, we talk for about 50 minutes and it's been a great conversation. I mean, I'm massively impressed by what you and Nube uh, have accomplished and what you're looking to accomplish going forward. Thank you. Uh, is there anything you want to add? You know, I, I think we covered a lot of it. You know, I, I think ultimately what's what's really fun for us is um, being at the table and, and watching this new market expand. And, and I find it fascinating. I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, how our customers are, are developing in the market, you know, what our customers are doing and how we're going to play a part of that. You know, our success, our growth is really driven by the success of our customers. And, you know, there's such a nice platform now for them in the U.S. It's very exciting. Absolutely. I, I would even add to that because... Knowing how you you uh, you know with with Nuway and Safety Arts, how the whole integration, and then now Masuma. I mean, I know Safety Arts well. A great bunch of people. Like I've worked oh, yeah. with Safety Arts for many years. Great culture, and it's been integrated very well with Nuway. And now you're looking at Masuma, um, Ken, David. Uh, I mean, yeah. we're talking about great people here as well. So I can only see that as a perfect fit into the Nuway family. So I think you have Thank the you. culture, the internal part with you as well. So, I mean, I can only see this 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 taking new way from, from strength to strength in, in the future of the, 
the market here. So congratulations, uh, my friend. Thank you Very so well much. Done. So that's it, uh, Phil. Thanks for joining me today and um, appreciate all the great uh, view on, on the North American market and, and how you see the future of payments. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Awesome to see you, Joe, and welcome to the Double Espresso Show, uh, which today uh, will be uh, addressing the future of payments in North America. But before we start, how are we doing today? Uh, very well. Thank you for having me. Uh, we're coming off an exciting few months uh, at Sightline with the capital raise and obviously come on the heels of an incredible March Madness, which, you know, validates the consumer's appetite uh, uh, for sports betting and doing so in a safe, secure, responsible way. So thank you for having. Well, that's why we're talking today. It makes it even more interesting with all the things going on at uh, at, at sideline. You know, um, I'm 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 very keen on this today. So let let's get right to it. You know, and uh, we we can uh, we can even talk more if uh, if there's more to add. I have four core questions, uh, but let's get on with it. Uh, Joe, um, you have literally just announced a hundred million dollar funding. Incredible. Well done. Hats off. Uh, I know you guys worked hard, so amazing news. In regards to that race, I uh, picked up on your press release that you said that the $100 million in funding would empower the digital transformation of the consumer experience and transform consumers' funding options within the gaming industry. Can you tell us more uh, about this? Yeah. First off, I'd like to say the, the raise is a testament to the excitement uh, that exists within the within the industry, and more importantly, to the, the people and the talent that we have at the organization and having great clarity and a vision of where Sightline will inevitably lead this industry. Um, the investment is really focused on four areas when you think about our organizational build out. So the first is, you know, really enhancing from a technology perspective, our platform. And, and the value that we create out of our secure payment ecosystem today, embedding the various funding options, being able to accommodate the next generation and what they're demanding in terms of how they want to consume their gaming activity. We are enhancing the consumer digital experience, that interface, the mobile optimization. How can you do that in a very safe, secure, seamless manner? I think about the other area, we have our own proprietary a network called the SPAN or the Play Plus network that allows you to move funds in a safe, secure manner, both money in and out of a wagering account, and really enhancing that closed-loop proprietary network that we have, which is so tremendously valuable. And then the other piece that we are focused on is really creating this unified consumer experience, when you think about bringing together all the disparate points of interaction, whether it's on the digital side, back down to the integrated casino resort, on the gaming floor, off the gaming floor, and how do you bring that together in a very seamless manner? And having the integrations, today we have over, not, we have the ability to touch over 900,000 electronic gaming devices based on our integrations and our focus on technology. The second area that we're, yeah, the second area that we're investing heavily in is from a marketing perspective. Really enhancing our BI engine 
Sightline is in a very unique position surrounding uh, the data, the enormous amount of data that we have access to by being both an issuer and an acquirer allows us to truly build out an engine that's solely focused on how can we create these generational marketing strategies in the enriched data that we have by leveraging the payment data and how we can better understand lifetime player value, the, the affluency status, the buying behaviors of the consumers and really focus on not just the acquisition, help augment and enhance the acquisition strategies of the operators and or the digital providers, but more importantly, it really becomes a phenomenal retention tool. So the third item that we're focused on, obviously, is our people. I stand here today humbled and honored and blessed to be part in leading a phenomenal organization. But the depth and expertise that we have at this organization, especially highly complex, highly regulated industries converging in payments and gaming, the culture that we are creating, leveraging the entrepreneurial spirit and the innovation that's been the heartbeat of Sightline, we are creating the best talent or attracting the best talent and creating a, a culture that is unmatched in the industry. And that has a direct correlation back to how we handle our partners, our customers, and ultimately what we will do in this industry. The last piece that we're very passionate about we're in, uncharted, we're in uncharted waters when you think about what we're rolling out related to cashless within the gaming ecosystem and this digital transformation. And it's imperative important for us to really invest in the thought leadership and the research to help aid from a responsible gaming perspective. As we go to electronify an industry, there's not a lot of data or supporting research that validates what might be possible or how can we have better controls, how we can do better predictive analysis as it relates to problem gaming and things of that nature. So obviously investing in partnerships like what we're doing with the UNLV and the Payments Collaborative uh, and things of that nature. So those are really the four areas that we are taking a very disciplined approach to make uh, the, the right investment in aggregate, that will help create a single unified consumer experience within the gaming ecosystem and bringing together all those various touch points and that connected tissue in a very seamless manner. So we're excited about the investment. We're excited about our strategy and we have great clarity in regards to where the industry will be and how we will continue to lead those efforts. That's incredible. I think um, I, you know, let, quickly jumping to point three and four. I've seen recently you guys made a lot of senior hires uh, within Sightline. Um, so obviously you guys are very, very. I wouldn't maybe use the word aggressive, but you're definitely very, very strong in and practice and building a strong culture now to keep delivering on the back of the other three points that you're talking about, and. You know, I will drop it for now because we can turn to it in point uh, or question number four about the future of payments in North America. But I'd definitely like to hear more about player protection or problem gambling and how you see Sidelines product and the way you're, you, you, you're developing the market. What role you play in this and how important Sideline is for other verticals or other companies that, that, that see themselves an important part of this. 
what role do you play in this or the payment industry in general? Let's leave that for now. Um, I would love to go to question number two. Uh, I know you, you'll find that one very interesting. Uh, crypto is a buzzword, so I don't think we can get around this one. So I just want to ask you, I know you guys always talk about cashless, which we'll get to. But, you know, crypto, how do you see this? What is your view on, on crypto and the role it plays for the industry, for, for the betting and gaming industry going forward? Yeah, it, it, look, it's a, it's a good question. And I will tell you, um, we are definitely keeping a mindful eye on the movement. At Sightline, we like to say um, we have eyes on the vision, ears to the ground. And, and we are watching the movement and the impact that the cryptocurrency, or it could be a derivative of uh, crypto leveraging, um, you, you know, the blockchain technology. There is a parallel financial system that's being created in support of cryptocurrencies. But from our lens, it's incredibly important to stay disciplined and make sure we are focused on providing a safe, secure, seamless payment ecosystem that has the inherent protections and allows them to move uh, financial transactions in and out of wagering accounts in a responsible manner. So until we truly understand the impact of uh, what What's it mean from a regulatory perspective? What's it mean from responsible gaming? What are the consumer protections? You know, we're going to continue to monitor it, but it is imperative as an industry and as as sightline to make sure we stick the landing as regard in regards to the rollout of cashless acceptance and this digital transformation in the North American gaming market. That will allow the regulators to better understand what consumer protections exist, what are the velocity and controls that exist, how do you implement time and diversion. Having an audit trail of every transaction provides tremendous benefit from research and how we leverage that. So yeah. I think it's great excitement and there is a great future of cryptocurrencies or, again, some derivative of leveraging blockchain chain technology in the gaming industry but i think what we need to do is make sure we are all aligned in sharing best practices and truly the landing with the rollout of cashless in that true omni-channel experience which correlates to both the digital side and what gets cascaded back down to the integrated casino resort so that is where we are laser we are hyper focused on what that digital consumer experience is going to look like within the cashless ecosystem. Okay, I think that's a very good answer, and I, I kind of agree with you. So um, <clears throat> appreciate appreciate you giving me your, your, your view on this. So let's jump to question number three, be, because I'm sure... It may not be popular, it may not be popular, <laughs> but, you know, we, we got to no, say I mean, very... It's obviously very, very different. I was talking to Phil uh, from New Way. They, they support 40 cryptocurrencies by now, right? So it's a different way of... How early you might be adopting to some of this, uh, you know, uh, are you waiting as you guys maybe want to see with the regulations, the understanding, uh, all these things coming to place before you, you start doing too much with, with, with crypto, right? Uh, so, you know, different ways of, of, of seeing it. But let, let's jump to cash this. I know this is this is sideline all over it. Yeah. Uh, so everywhere I look and everywhere I read, I see, I go, I, I, there's sideline and there's cashless. So uh the, the third question has to be about cashless. So let me ask you this. Uh, Sideline is a driver of cashless payments in North America. 
Um, can you describe how this works and what the main principles are? Because when I go to Sideline, there's all these seven ways of this, there's all these benefits. So you're the expert, tell us about it. Yeah, so when you think about the thesis of how you roll out a safe, secure payment ecosystem that allows you to seamlessly move money in and out of a wagering account and then give you the ability to act, access those funds real time and use them anywhere you want or where you know Discover or MasterCard is accepted. The thesis behind it is you have to be able to move money in and out of a brick and mortar casino and or the digital gaming systems real time. You have to be able to spend that money real time anywhere within the integrated casino resort, whether it's on the gaming floor or off the gaming floor. You have to have access to that money anywhere in the real world. So I'm in an integrated casino resort, I win, money's sitting in my financial account, I want the ability to then go use that at uh, the ATM, a retail, go online, wherever I conduct commerce today, I have to have real-time accessibility. You have to be incentivized or rewarded to be able to utilize, right? To be able to utilize those funds. Why would I make that card or this account top of choice from a consumer perspective? There has to be a trust, a confidence, and an expectation of, I know when I utilize this financial offering, this is the experience I'm going to receive, the benefit, which comes down to a trust and confidence, knowing that my money is safe and secure, and you have to be able to do it on a mobile device. And when you think about the genesis of Sightline and what we built out, it, it's a real, I got a, a little uh, a prop here, but what it does is when you think about this, the Play Plus offering is a financial account. You enroll in the account. This is co-branded based on all the different operators today. Today, we support over 80 programs in 39 jurisdictions um, in regards to that. With the enrollment comes a financial instrument. With this card, the financial account, it's FDIC insured. You have various velocity and controls embedded within. You have... Um, uh, responsible gaming elements in various AML KYC. I can use multiple funding mechanisms to fund this account. Debit, credit, PayPal, working on Zelle, all the different alternative payment methods or funding mechanisms to fund my account. Then I have the ability to move this into a via our closed loop network, which runs on the SPAN network, or proprietary network to span network because of our integrations investment in technology allows me to move money that's sitting in my financial account in a closed loop environment to all the various gaming and wagering systems, whether it be on the digital side and or at the brick and mortar, whether it be a slot system and or table game. When I win, I have the ability to move that money up real time take this financial instrument, load it into my Apple wallet, and use it anywhere. I can go to an ATM, I can go to uh, retail, I can shop online, mobile, use it at Apple Pay, Google Pay. The utility of this offering by leveraging the secure payment ecosystem that we've created in our proprietary network makes this very unique, makes us very uniquely positioned in the marketplace. The best thing about this offering 
Um, it also ties back, it's directly correlated and ties back to the operator's loyalty and rewards system. In addition, from a marketing perspective, we are building out the ability to supplement that loyalty and reward system of that of our own. So we're very excited about the architecture of the solution, the ultimate benefit it brings, and how you can provide a safe, secure, seamless ecosystem to move money in and out of wagering accounts and use the various funding mechanisms. We, we, have, we have a lot to announce in terms of in the very near future of the, 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 the innovative spirit that we continue to lead in the industry surrounding cashless gaming and what a true omni-channel experience will look like. So the whole Play Plus is proprietary. You guys built this, and from my understanding, you have more than 1.5 million accounts, right? So we already have a lot of consumers using this, which is a testament to its success. So my, my question number four really goes into the, you know, the role that you see Sideline playing in the future of, of the payment industry in North America. Let, before I ask you the question, let me ask you this then. If you have 1.5 million accounts now, how do you see this in five years? Uh, maybe maybe just in, in, in two or three years. Like, what, 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 what do you see? What is the possibility here in terms of account holders? Look, we feel incredibly bullish about the macro environment as it relates to um, the, the aggressive movement of the legalization of internet gaming and sports betting. Sports betting, you couple the aggressive movement that you have with the digital transformation and cashless uh, being provided as an option within the integrated casino resorts. You think about there are many great companies supporting the gaming industry and key ancillary service providers that we are going to continue to work with and really work with the operators. Because at the end of the day, we are working to continue to create value with the operators, continue to drive value, continue to drive more velocity in the ecosystem and within their wagering accounts within a safe, secure manner and doing so responsibly. So I, I will tell you, um, we have, um, uh, we are very uh, uh, bullish in regards to what we can do in the industry for the operators and what we can do specifically for the consumers. And ultimately, Play Plus will become the brand that's trust, that trust and confidence that will become the consumer's number one choice for any form of gaming and gaming and entertainment activity in regards to funding and doing so in a very secure way to move money in and out. And we feel very good. I'm not gonna commit to a number. Someone will pull that out, hold me to it. Uh, a year from now, our investors may not like the number or maybe two. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But Joe, Joe, what I found interesting there is because you do mention, and I touched base on this before we started the the the, the the discussion here between us, right? When I introduced Sideline in the beginning, one of my points was that um, you have uh, you have you have all these these great accounts, and as you mentioned, of course, part of this is that you see all the the player protection, everything within it, right? So, I assume based on the industry, this is why the gaming industry is so exciting for you guys because it's so much more important based on not just the the fraud and everything else, right? The the, the whole player protection part is more inherent in this industry than it would be in, in, in the consumer space or the e-commerce, right? So if you have all this built in to your proprietary platform, that is that is above and beyond, uh, above and beyond what 
what you can really do here. This this is an encompassing solution. That's, I guess this is how you're seeing it, huh? Yeah, 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 we are. Look, and the great thing about the payment industry overall, it's time-tested, well-proven. It's been in existence for decades. You already have inherited consumer protections embedded within the payment industry, right? By utilizing a financial instrument. You then start to take a look at the KYC, the AML, and all the credentialing that occurs within the gaming industry. You layer that in. You think about the ability to start putting in thresholds of time and diversion. I've utilized a financial instrument for gaming purposes to move money in and out of a slot machine or a table game. Going back in and trying to move money yet again, you can automatically put in uh, time constraints related to time and diversion to have a cooling off period when you electronify the industry. Think about the ability to create a secure vault that if I wager $1,000 and I won uh, $1,500, I can immediately move money back into my account have that money sit in a secure vault, the $1,000, because I don't want to gamble with it or wager with it anymore. I'm going to now use the $500 I've won. There is so much possibility. And again, it comes down to being the leader from an innovative perspective. It's the strong collaboration with many of the, these great companies that also support and have a unique role in the gaming industry and in this digital transformation. It's got to be innovation. It's got to be collaboration and continuing for us to be that thought leader in regards to responsible gaming and how can we continue in a very disciplined manner to lean this industry forward and everyone is going to win. And you do so by having phenomenal people. And, and that's where we're at. We, we love the space. We love Spoken, where the spoken, industry spoken as a true CEO. Spoken as a true CEO. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how good I am, but uh, I'm going to exhaust the resources to uh, to do what we need to do to continue to win and execute in the market. Well, I, I, I do know your colleagues fairly well, and I must admit, you, you guys are a great team. Um, so I can I can only uh, say, again, hats off based on what you guys have accomplished, what you will be accomplishing uh, in, in the years to come. So I think, um, you know, we, we kind of, already um crossed the sort of the, the 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 time allocated to 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 you and me talking here so i would just say this is this has been <clears throat> very very informative and um you guys raising now uh, 100 million is is just a testament to to what you guys have been doing and what you will be doing but i will give you if you want just i will ask you the question so you can if you want to just a minute or, or, or max two um i would say with sideline. So if I'm asking you the question, what role do you see sideline playing in the future of payments uh, industry in North America? I mean, we touched on it, but is there anything specific you want to say in regards to it? No, I think we are going to be that trusted partner that is going to continue to bring innovation to, to the industry and be the single provider of creating that one unified account to seamlessly move money in and out and continue to drive and add value to both the consumer side, to the consumer and to the operators. When you take a look at all the assets and the value add we bring from a retention perspective and how you can create the stickiness and that loyalty, 
No one in this industry has the depth and expertise that we have to be able to execute on this unified consumer experience within the gaming and entertainment industry. In incredible. I mean, um, I, 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 I can only say I wish you guys the best of luck, uh, but I don't think you need luck. Uh, I think you got the team, you got the, you got the platform. Amen. Amen. And you, you, you also have a, a very, very, very cool, exciting and forward, what seems to be a forward thing, you know, embracing industry at the moment where you see regulation, legislation passed uh, at probably a, a more frequent rate than we would have expected when passport was repealed uh, about, yeah. uh, what is that, about three years ago. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's all looking uh, very good for you guys. And uh, Joe, um, you know, I would just say a very big thank you to uh, uh, you know thank to you for joining for me here. Me. Appreciate everything. Absolutely, and uh, as I said uh, to to Phil and Lorenzo, I would love to try and get the the three of you maybe on a joint panel. Um, yeah. So let's see if we can do, and you guys can sort of debate the things here. We debated on a separate note. We oh. can debate and discuss together and see uh, what's going to come of that. You know, uh, I would love to ask that question about the future of payments with 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 all three of you. Uh, in the conversation, you know, so that's going to be exciting. Amen. Anyway, Joe, love, love to do it. We appreciate everything. Thank you very absolutely. much. <clears throat> again, we'll thanks to you that. and thanks to Sideline. I'll speak to you. Uh, I'll speak to you again very soon when I get the three of you on my uh, my panel. Then, <laughs> wow, what a great show today! Uh, we were talking about the future payments in North America. I had three awesome guests in the studio, Lorenzo from Paysafe, uh, Phil from uh, New Way, and Joe from Sideline. I mean, all of them incredible, awesome businesses, proprietary software, technology companies with focus on payments and how to develop the payment opportunities for consumers in the North American market and obviously embracing the massive opportunity of a currently $3 billion uh, betting and gaming market in North America that is looking to become more like a five sorry a 25 billion dollar company in um, in five years time and if you look at the retail side land-based casinos and all of this we're looking at a hundred billion dollar plus market it's amazing lots of opportunities and the three um, guests today certainly are at the forefront of um, the opportunities with uh, with payments in in in, in the market so I'd like to say a big thank you to the guests and I'm very much looking forward to uh, continue my uh, explorations into how payments is, is, is going to play its uh, vital role in, in the uh, betting and gaming market in the US, especially also when it comes to player protection, problem gambling uh, as a big part of understanding how you use the data to improve uh, the work towards a sustainable and uh, responsible entertainment in industry in, in, in North America. Uh, my name is Rasmus Solmak. Uh, I'm the CEO and founder of SPC, and I am your host, and uh, I've been your host today for the Double Espresso Show. Thank you. <laughs>